Welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get out your Bible and open up the notes app on your phone as we jump into God's word with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey, and welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We're going to jump into God's word together. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center. And today we are going to talk about confidence. And this is a great topic. This is a topic that you requested uh, as my listeners for 2020. And so we're going to hit it one more time before the year ends. And before we do, though, I want to take a minute and invite you to check out joeymiller.co. It's a website that I have where you can find the podcast notes for many of the podcasts that we have done, as well as some Mrs. Rev merchandise. If you want some anointed to do hard things, sweatshirts, some different sayings that you can grab there as well. Also, if you don't follow on social media, check out Joey Miller on Instagram or Facebook, and I would love to connect with each and every one of you. So grab your notebook, grab your pen for a quick word of encouragement today on the topic of confidence. I think about confidence. I think about Moses in the Bible in Exodus. I think about how he had a conversation with God in Exodus 4 where he's explaining to God why he can't do what God had asked him to do. And in in this verse, and it starts in Exodus 4, 10, well, actually it starts before that, but before Moses has a, a disagreement with God. He, he talks about how he's going to use Moses mightily to deliver his people. Now, God had a plan for Moses way in advance of this conversation. If you think about clear back in Exodus, when God uh, delivered Moses, when he set him apart, when he uh, put him in Pharaoh's household to conceal his identity, to preserve his life, it was all for the culmination of this moment where God is getting ready to use Moses. And Moses grows up and he realizes that he's not who he thought he was. And he goes out and he tries to accomplish God's plan in his own strength. He he kills an Egyptian and then he flees into the desert and he's in this place of a true identity crisis, really. And so we find him in Exodus 4. God is revealing, he, he had the burning bush experience and God is revealing what his plan finally is for Moses. And this is just like the time for everything to start. And it says, and Moses pleaded with the Lord. And he says, Oh Lord, I am not very good with words. I have never been and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. I can feel you Moses on that one. The ESV version says, but Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. And so we, we go on here to see what how the Lord responds to Moses. We would think he would be sympathetic. You've been through a lot, Moses. You're right. But then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? And so we see that the Lord starts to rebuke Moses here. He's, he's really not taking Moses' pity party very well because you know he, God has a plan that he wants to implement and Moses is taking himself out of the picture here by saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. Moses lacked confidence. 
And if we lack confidence, it will halt God's plan for our life. So a lot of times we think confidence isn't a very spiritual issue, but without confidence, you will not accomplish what God has called you to do here on planet earth. You'll be stuck in that place of saying, God, I can't do this. You know, I I can't walk forward in that plan. And and really, the Lord doesn't look kindly upon that. He's like, look, you're, you're trying to find your confidence in yourself. And that's a huge point is that our confidence doesn't come from our self-worth in the sense of what I can do. My confidence comes from who he is in me, that everything that I need is found in him. And so that'll take us right into point number one today. I want to talk to you about a few issues that stop us from walking confidently forward in all that God has for us. And that first issue would be uh, insecurity. They were insecure and insecurity manifests in a couple different ways. One of the ways that insecurity presents itself is in the question of, do I really have what it takes? And that's the question that Moses was asking himself. And he, in his own strength, he was coming up with the answer. No, I don't have what it takes. I can't speak. I'm not eloquent. I never have been God. You know, you must have made a mistake. And really that's, what we ask, our, ask ourselves a lot is, do I have what it takes? And it doesn't matter what I have. If I've been called and God has a plan for me, then what he is through me is enough. You know, and that's the question is, am I enough? Am I enough? You need to stop asking yourself that question and stopping at that point. And you need to stop meditating on what you don't have and why you can't do it. And you need to start meditating on what he what he says that you are, that, that you are enough. You have the mind of Christ. Everything that you need is found in him. And if there's any gaps, that he will fill it. If there's any areas that, that maybe you, you need to grow in, he will help you do that. But you need to stop meditating on the question and the thought that you don't have what it takes, that, that you can't do it, that, that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not eloquent enough, that you're not spiritual enough. You need to stop. And you need to say, no, I, my confidence is in him, that I'm confident that he who began the work in me will bring it to completion. And that means that he walks with me every step of the way. Holy Spirit's leading me and guiding me. What did God say to Moses in, in that portion of scripture? He said, now go and I will go with you. I will tell you what to say. So it's a partnership that we have with God, that it's not all on us, that I don't have to be confident in my own strength to the point of, of failure or success. I'm confident in the Lord and that he will bring me into a place of success. So stop thinking like that. Stop letting insecurity really hold you back in that area. Don't let those thoughts of self-doubt and 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 that you're going to fail uh, really take you out, but walk in the confidence that we have from the Lord. Another way that insecurity presents itself is in the question of did I really hear from God? And I believe at the base of who we are, we all want to obey God. There's not a part of us that wants to disobey, but there's that little nagging thought of, am I really walking in God's plans? Did I really hear from him to do this? And if we live in that place, it's going to strip away our confidence because we're always going to wrestle with a little bit of that doubt. Did I hear from God? But the Bible says this, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in him. So that means 
If you're reading your Bible, if you're praying, if you're waking up every day saying, God, I want to walk in your ways. I want you to use me today. Then you can trust the desires of your heart, that you can be confident in those desires, that you can walk forward with courage and boldness in the plans and the past that God has for you, knowing that if it's a desire that he's given you, it's for a purpose and a reason and that you did hear from him, that the Holy Spirit lives in you and he leads you, he teaches you, he guides you, and he's not going to let you do something when you really are seeking the Lord that isn't in his plan for you. So so it's having confidence that I hear from God. And as I hear from God, I can walk forward in confidence in that plan and I could have courage and I could be bold that I'm going to succeed. And, and it's all because I'm a child of God who hears from him. He directs me. So, you know, don't stop on that thought of did I really hear from God because it'll slow you down and it'll strip you of confidence. Another point that will hold us back besides insecurity is the fear of failure, fearing failure. And, you know, a lot of times this is where people really get stifled in moving forward in confidence. It's they're afraid that they're going to fail. And our mind loves that. And the enemy loves to use those thoughts that we imagine. How many times has God given you a, a plan or a purpose or a desire and we all of a sudden think about all the ways that it could go wrong and fail. We envision failure and that will really paralyze us from walking forward with confidence. And, you know, if we allow ourselves to stop at that place, we'll never accomplish anything for God. But here's the thing about failure is that failure can actually fuel you. I read a book a a few years back Oh, well, probably a decade back now, and it was called Failing Forward. And uh, I love that title because the concept is is that we don't fail to the point of uh, quitting, that we keep moving forward. Even if we have those moments that don't work out as we thought that they were going to, then it can actually fuel us to get better, to overcome, to say, you know what, I- I'm not going to quit. You only fail if you quit. And so, you know, saying I'm going to allow this to be a lesson in my life that teaches me that I'm not going to trip up in this way again, that I'm going to I'm going to not let myself respond like that again. I'm going to get better. I'm going to figure out how I can study more. I'm going to figure out how I can win in this situation. And it can actually become a fuel for you to move you forward. And so as long as you don't quit, you don't fail. So you are always moving forward in that plan that God has. Another thing that failure can do is it can point you in the right direction. And what do I mean by that? I mean, failure is a great revealer of your passions and your motives. So if you fail at something and you're like, you know what? Like that revealed to me that I could care less if I really pursue that. I could care less if I really fail at that because it didn't mean or matter to me as much as I thought it would. Then that's a good uh, indication that maybe that's not a true passion. But if you fail at something and you st- can't stop thinking about like you want everything in you wants to quit, but there's like a driving force that that plummets you forward, that's a great indicator that, that you need to keep pursuing that, that you're on the right path, that you're in the right direction, that you're not stopping. You know, a lot of times we put limitations on ourselves because maybe we feel like we are going to fail or we have failed uh, in some element of that which we feel passionate about. But really, you know, it's understanding that 
that God will make a way where there's seemingly no way. We just have to keep showing up to that thing, that we have to keep moving forward, that a lot of times the restrictions and the limitations we put on ourselves are because we're not willing to, not that we aren't able to. So it comes down to that great question of can't I or won't I? Is it something that I can't do or is it something that I won't do, that I won't keep moving forward in, that I won't grow through, that I won't apply myself more to? And so, you know, when you ask that question, it's a great revealer of the motive and the passion that you have. And once you define that passion, your confidence is built so much because you're like, you know what, I know that this is without a doubt something I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm going to keep moving forward with boldness in it. And, you know, failure will create these visuals for you and try to define you in a way that's not healthy uh, for you to see yourself. The Bible talks about, you know, how we see ourselves is important. It says, as as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Or as a woman thinks in her heart, so is she. So really uh, stop, stop thinking about all the ways that you can fail and start imagining yourself succeeding. And when you do that, then those limitations just fall off. And all of a sudden, you're like, what is it that I can't do? I'm like absolutely unstoppable. Start seeing yourself in that way and your confidence will build. Because actually, scientific studies show that as you think about something, all of a sudden, everything in you is your brain's trying to figure out how to make it happen. So uh, don't visualize and, and fear failure. Start visualizing and dreaming about success. And you'll become so much more confident. Well, I want to go over a couple really basic and practical ways that you can grow your confidence. And one of those ways is to stretch yourself. Start stretching yourself in the little things, the little areas. Little wins create big wins. And, you know, little steps create big strides. Uh, You start to, to make movement and become more confident when you stretch yourself a little bit at a time. And so what are the areas that you want to grow in your confidence? Maybe you feel that compelling passion uh, to be a public speaker, but you're not confident enough to get up in front of the mic. Well, unfortunately, practice is what makes perfect. Perfection is not, is not the ultimate goal when it comes to starting something. It's progress. If you're waiting for perfect, you're not going to step out in confidence, but but the little steps of progress will bring about that confidence that you desire. So maybe you you, you just start with a small group of people. Maybe you have a, start hosting a small group and speaking in front of five to 10 women, and then you become more confident and you're stretched, and then your audience grows. Or maybe you feel like, um, you know, you want to start writing and you're uncomfortable doing that. Start in little ways. Start sharing your writings with the people around you through encouragement and your confidence will grow in those areas and you will get better. Remember, if you're not afraid to fail, you're not afraid to grow. And and those little bits of of, uh, criticism or I need to tweak this or, you know, you're growing at a place that's safe. So then you can become more confident as you make those little tweaks and changes and stretch. And maybe you fumble over your words at first. That's okay. You're stepping out in obedience and you're getting better. You're learning from what, uh, what, what you can do better and you're learning from how you you can feel more confident if you do and make certain adjustments so just start moving forward and stretching yourself in the small ways and you'll become more confident 
Another thing is this self-care. It's a, such a practical element. And when I say self-care, uh, probably everyone rolls their eyes like, you know, if, if I only had time or if I only had money. Well, self-care doesn't require a lot of any of those things. And, you know, we're not saying that you have to, to be absolutely perfect in every area before you can feel confident. But it means investing in valuing yourself. How you look on the outside, how you dress, how you take care of yourself is a direct reflect of how you see yourself on the inside. You know, confidence is an inside job. It's not the outside in. It's not throwing on makeup and earrings and all of a sudden saying I'm confident. It's God doing the inner work and, and then, you know, it's reflected on the outside. So taking those, those few minutes to throw on some mascara, to take a shower, to exercise will make a huge difference. You know, even something as small as looking up, putting your head up, your shoulders back, talking to people while you're looking at them directly in the eye, making eye contact. Those are signs of confidence. I love the scripture that talks about the Lord being the lifter of my head. And, and think about that. You know, when when he lifts our head, he he takes away our our shame and he he gives us dignity and confidence. And it says that he lifts my head. So we shouldn't be walking around with our head all slouched over and our shoulders slouched. We should be upright and and confidently walking in who God who has made us to be. And when you start to to walk in that way, it's a reflection of wow, like I feel good about myself. I feel good enough. You know, it's those little steps of of taking 20 minutes maybe to exercise. So many times we think we don't have time to invest in ourselves when the truth is we waste a lot of time. So stop thinking about that hour and a half that you have to exercise and start saying, well, for 20 minutes, I'm going to exercise today. And you might not go from a size, maybe if your goal is like a 14 to an 8, that might not happen overnight. But, you know, those little steps of taking that 20 minutes is saying, you know what, I'm becoming more confident. This feels good. I'm making an investment towards change. And you start to feel good about yourself. The third practical area is this. Declarations. The biggest voice that you listen and respond to that has the most weight in your life, isn't a friend, isn't a parent, isn't a spouse, the voice is yours. And so whenever you talk negatively about yourself, it strips away your confidence. But whenever you talk positively about yourself, it builds you up in a way that you actually hear your own voice and you start to believe that which you're hearing. You're like, wow, you know, I, I really like myself. I really believe that I can do it. And that might not be something that comes naturally to you, and it might feel super awkward at first, but take time and write down some declarations over yourself about the way you look, about the way you feel, about the way uh, you know you, you accomplish your day-to-day -day tasks. And when you do that and you declare it over yourself, you start to believe it. And there's scientific studies that even talk about when we declare something, um, you know, it has a, a positive result in a way that we feel about ourselves. So I think about even David, you know, he, he, he would have his down moments and then he would talk to himself. He'd say, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. And he would redirect uh, his speech and his thoughts. And so really start declaring, write it down. It might feel weird at first, but give yourself some time and just declare those good things about your appearance. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. You know, I am healthy. I am strong. I like the way I look. And when you start to do that, it, it will build your confidence. So don't forget to implement these things in your life on a daily basis. Declare, stretch, and, and take care of yourself and you will see your confidence built. 
Well, my prayer for you is, is that you do continue to grow in everything that God has for you, that you have the confidence to boldly walk out his plan. And as you do that, you're going to see uh, amazing things happen in your life. So I believe in you. I pray that you believe in yourself. God certainly believes in you and he is on your side. So engage uh, in the word, engage in what he says, dismiss thoughts that aren't of him and start practically walking forward in the confidence that he has for you to walk in. I love you so much. Until next time, I'll talk to you on the Mrs. Rev podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev podcast. If you could help us out, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a rating and a review. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave any of your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.